Instagram shows growth in time spent. Amazon acquires Sismic Ad Server. Foursquare buys Placed from Snap Inc. And Apple's WWDC brings an end to an era and privacy implications. It's Monday, June 10th, 2019. All of that's coming up along with the week's news quick hits on episode 366 of Brave Ad World. New consumers, new media, new strategies. This is Brave Ad World. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 366 of Brave Ad World, the official podcast of BraveAdWorld.com, which combines actionable insights with some of the latest headlines in social media and digital marketing news. Every week or close to it, I take the top stories, provide a recap, and then share insights as to what those stories might mean to us as marketers. My name is Taylor Wigert coming to you after taking a bit of a week off. Last week got a little bit of a little bit crazy. I'm getting my MBA right now, so uh, it got a little busy with school and work and all of that. So sorry for taking a week off, but this week I'm just going to cover two weeks worth of news. So with that, let's get into the headlines and talk first about Instagram. So eMarketer, they released their analysis of how users are spending their time on social platforms. Time spent by U.S. adults on Facebook sits at 38 minutes per day, holding steady from the previous forecast, but Facebook time spent is expected to decline in the coming years. Snapchat users, they spend 26 minutes per day, hold down from 28 minutes. Instagram is the only one in the report that's seeing an increase. Its users are spending 27 minutes on the platform each day, and that number is expected to climb one minute per year through 2021. Now, Facebook's decline, that's interesting to see. Facebook's implemented some really fundamental changes to its platform that we've talked about on the podcast over recent months to help users have what Facebook deems as time well spent on the platform, including efforts to reduce the amount of clickbait in user news feeds. So these activities, they may be contributing to a a less sticky experience on Facebook. It also doesn't help that Facebook has seen declines in its youngest users. Instagram, it's certainly holding its own, uh, being the only social platform in eMarketers report that's actually growing in terms of user time and attention. And for Facebook, Instagram really looks like a lifeboat because it is the platform that's continuing to share to to gain share of more and more user time. All right, let's talk about Amazon because Amazon has finalized an agreement to acquire the ad tech company Sysmic. Uh, It's an ad server, which includes uh, an ad server and a tool that allows for the personalization of ads called Sysmic Dynamic Creative Optimization. So this ad server, it's going to be part of Amazon's overarching digital advertising offering called Amazon Advertising. But the two Sysmic services, they're going to remain separate. The acquisition, it's part of a much larger play by Amazon to compete more aggressively with the digital advertising duopoly, Google and Facebook. The acquisition, it's pretty a notable move into their turf and it adds a lot more speed to Amazon's advertising plans. It's been playing in the digital ad space for some time, but an acquisition like this, it allows Amazon to compete even more directly and scale much, much faster since Amazon doesn't need to build the tools itself. Now, Google knows what people search for, Facebook knows what people are looking at, 
Amazon knows what people shop for in this acquisition. It's going to be part of Amazon's pitch to advertisers looking to capitalize on that knowledge. Google and Facebook, they're huge players, and they're not going to cede their leadership positions without a fight. So this is going to be a really interesting one to watch because Amazon's showing like it's it's all in. All right, speaking of acquisitions, let's talk about one made by Foursquare. So Foursquare, they made their first ever acquisition in a deal with Snap Inc. of all companies. Foursquare purchased Place from Snap Inc., which acquired the company back in 2017 to build out its geotargeting capabilities. Place was actually a direct competitor to Foursquare's attribution product. Attribution lets advertisers track foot traffic generated by their digital ad campaign. So with this acquisition, Foursquare attribution is going to be rolled under Placed, and the two entities are going to be merged together and called Placed powered by Foursquare. Placed, it's going to be able to measure 450 media partners, including Snap, Waze, Pandora, Twitter, and more. Placed also claims 50% of the Fortune 100 as partners. So this is a pretty big acquisition. The place to acquisition, it just really underscores the fact that Foursquare, it is no longer a consumer tech company. Sure, it offers the Foursquare app and Swarm, but Foursquare's future is in location-based advertising. That's the company's true competitive advantage. And in an age where attribution is of growing importance, that's a pretty good position to be in. All right, let's talk about our last story of the week, and it's Apple's WWDC. So Apple, they held their annual developer conference, WWDC. The event included the introduction of a new Mac Pro, an updated watchOS that has an app store with more apps, dark mode for iPhones, and much, much more. But there were two announcements that stood out to me. Uh, for uh, from a marketing standpoint, at least. The first is we now have confirmation of the rumors that Apple is phasing out iTunes and replacing it with desktop versions of the apps users already have on their iOS devices, Apple Music, TV, and podcasts. Now, iTunes, it's pretty much become, it's become pretty bloated. And it was really a relic of, of an era that needed what was essentially a file management system for iPods. Now, as Apple evolves from being mostly a hardware company to being mostly a services company, breaking up iTunes into individual experiences that separate those services, well, that makes a lot of sense. iTunes was fine when we had to manage files, but but now we have access to the cloud. These apps connect us to content in the cloud, not necessarily files stored on our devices. The second announcement has implications for marketers because it's around privacy. And Apple has really drawn a clear line in the sand that it is the business that is it is in the business of preventing data collection. The upcoming iOS 13, it's going to give users the ability to share their locations with apps once. Every time the app needs to access such information, it's going to have to ask again and again and again so users will become aware of how often an app is needing to access their location. Apple is also going to block, be able to block apps from using Wi-Fi and Bluetooth to identify user locations. iOS 13 also takes a swipe at sign-in services from Facebook and Google because now users have the option called sign-in with Apple, which only shares a user's name and email address. Users also have the option of concealing their email addresses, generating a random one, and having that random address forward messages to a user's regular email account. So 
app developers never get a user's actual email address in the first place. And, and as the digital privacy awakening continues to unfold, Apple is really positioning itself is a clear choice from the rest of the digital landscape. All right, that is it for the week's main story. So now I'm going to dive into the news quick hits where I'm going to hit other stories that happened in the last couple of weeks at a high level that didn't get discussed earlier. So first up, if you've ever wanted to place an order via Instagram stories, and let's be honest, who hasn't? Uh, Just kidding. You may be in luck. A new order sticker has been spotted in the wild. The feature has not been explained by Instagram or even confirmed, but it's possible that it could be added to stories and let users actually pay for products all within the feature. Despite the lack of confirmation, a feature like this, it would be in line with Instagram's other social commerce endeavors like the checkout feature that lets users purchase products within their feeds. In an effort to compete more directly with Walmart, Target, and Best Buy, Amazon is shifting its inventory orders to purchasing stock from big brands like P&G and Sony instead of acquiring some products from smaller suppliers. So this means those smaller suppliers are no longer going to be able to rely on Amazon for ongoing orders and will instead have to sell their products themselves through the Amazon marketplace. So this is a major shift in Amazon's approach to independent sellers, an approach that's actually been in place for 20 years. The move, it allows Amazon to be less involved with third-party suppliers and puts more of the onus on them. But at the same time, it leaves those suppliers scrambling as a reliable source of orders. It just dried up. Amazon is giving users the ability to have their Alexa devices. Sorry if I just activated your device. Uh, They can have their A-L-E-X-A devices delete recordings of their voices from whenever the trigger word is spoken. Users who opt in will be able to say, quote, A, delete everything I said today, unquote, in order to trigger the deletion once an update is rolled out. Previously, users had to go into a tool on the platform's privacy website to delete the data, but following moves by Google and Facebook to allow users to delete their data, Amazon was pressured to follow suit. Federal agencies are dividing and conquering when it comes to tech regulation. So we saw this week the FTC, they're preparing antitrust investigation and antitrust investigation into Facebook. The DOJ is doing the same for Google. The DOJ is also considering an an antitrust case against Apple, while the FTC may do the same in regards to Amazon. Basically, the organizations or the regulators have picked who they have their eye on. Investigations have not been opened yet, but the claims by the two agencies are a sign that investigations or at the very least greater oversight are coming. Nielsen, they announced an expansion in their digital ad ratings audience measurement to 26 more countries for YouTube's mobile app. So Nielsen, they're going to be able to help advertisers measure things like demographics, reach, frequency, GRPs, for ads run through YouTube's mobile app, as well as provide third-party verification for advertisers. Facebook's currently in talks with the U.S. Commodity Futures Trading Commission, CFTC for short, about its upcoming cryptocurrency. The talks are in the very early stages, and it's not even clear if Facebook's cryptocurrency is within the CFTC's jurisdiction, but it's interesting to at least hear Facebook is pushing forward in launching its own cryptocurrency. Firefox is joining Apple in blocking third-party cookies. Safari, they blocked them back in 2017. This makes Google Chrome the only major browser that doesn't block these trackers. That's a huge deal for digital marketers out there. Uh, Don't rely on third-party cookies. 
Uh, YouTube, they're finally taking some significant steps to stop the spread of hate speech on their platform. The approach will prohibit claims of group superiority based on qualities like gender, religion, or race, stop YouTube's algorithm from recommending, quote, borderline, unquote, content like conspiracies around vaccinations, And finally, there will be more monetization opportunities for any creators who push the limits of YouTube's content policies. Instagram is officially rolling out an update that lets advertisers promote posts created by influencers on their behalf. The ads allow brands to extend the reach of sponsored content. Users who see the posts will notice a, quote, paid partnership with, unquote, tag included in the content. After falling behind in its cloud services, Google is looking to catch up to Microsoft and Amazon with the acquisition of Looker Data Sciences for $2.6 billion. So this is going to allow Google to sell more cloud storage and software. Looker it has been a cloud data analysis and visualization service to date. The deal, it needs to be approved by regulators, but it's likely to go through. That's important. This deal is important to Google because it's really seen growth slowing in its search advertising business. And lastly, speaking of Google, details on Google's cloud gaming service, Stadia, have been revealed. Users will be able to access the service for $10 per month for 4K streaming capability. Otherwise, it'll be free for 1080p streaming capability. But the games they play on the service, for the most part, are going to be bought within the platform, a lot like kind of Steam. Uh, Notable games available at launch include Destiny 2, Rage 2, Final Fantasy 15, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and others. All right, that is it for episode 366 of Brave Ad World. Before I let you go, I want to hear from you. Send questions, send comments, let me know what you like, let me know what you don't like to braveadworld at gmail.com. And if you get a chance, please rate and review this podcast on iTunes or the podcast app or your any platform of choice. It helps me know what you think, and it also helps others find the podcast. I can be found on Twitter at T Wigert. That's T-W-I-E-G-E-R-T. You can also find my personal thoughts and insight on marketing at braveadworld.com, occasionally at least. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. For more, check out braveadworld.com.